Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Glib Shark, the podcasting madness of three people and the shark of their dreams. Our hosts include Jack Jengaship Edithel, Lauren Oboe Crazy Urban, and Jonathan Roadblock Cerna. Dive in as they chat with interesting people across the internet and generally talk about really geeky things. Be a chum and join us, won't you? It's time for Glib Shark. Actually, we'll get started. Hi, I'm John. Hey, I'm Jack. And we are Glib Shark. Tonight, Grady Bailey once again joins us for some talk about some awesome, awesome charity work that RT SideQuest is doing this weekend at Gamers Galaxy to benefit Child's Play, one of our favorite charities. But first, as always, we have the lovely, the talented, the amazing Obo Crazy here to do a little something we call a This Week in Geek. How are we, you, Obo? We don't have Obo this week, dude. She's on assignment in, uh, in Medjugorje. Blink, 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 blink. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, so instead of uh, instead of this week in geek, we have midnight movie review surprise. Yeah, uh, I, I think this is probably going to be the format that movie mo- midnight movie review takes going forward. It's just I don't feel up to making the videos, and quite frankly, no one watches them. So uh, this is probably if I talk about movies, it's going to be at the top of the show like this. So I have a couple of movies that I wanted to talk about just real quick. Before we get started, and there are two, there are two movies that aren't great, but they're on different sides of of good, and one of them is definitely on the side of hey, this is a lot of fun, and I'm really glad I saw it, and the other one is more like hey, I'm going to take this drill bit and drill it into my skull and see if I can like forget like the last three hours. So, the one that was bad was Jupiter Ascending, which I like to call Stupider Ascending. <laughs> Because it, oh my god, and it's really disappointing that this movie turned out this way. Because here is a brand new property. It's not based on a comic book, not based on a novel. Right from the mind of the Wachowskis, and let me tell you, it's looking pretty barren up there. And what we have is a movie that looks really, really good, but is inanely stupid. And it's almost saved by the kitschy performance of a. Uh, of what's the guy who played uh, Stephen Hawking? Remain, Redmayne, that sounds Edward right. Redmayne, something that like right. that. Yeah. yeah. So he is seen chewingly awful, but it, it like almost wraps around to being awesome. And I know when I saw it, I saw it with uh, Shadows Flame and Dee Schneider. And Dee Schneider loved this guy. He's like, this guy is so bad. And he kind of talks in a mumbled tone, then shouting, <laughs> then back to mumbles. And it's, it's just bad. Like, you never know, really know what the characters are up to. There's no clear connections between things. There's just lots of 
pretty stuff to look at. And quite frankly, there are other movies like The Fifth Element that have just as much awesome stuff to look at, but you don't feel stupid afterward. And that's just the operative word, is that the movie is just stupid. Now, contrast that with a movie that is loosely based on a comic book, Kingsman, The Secret Service. This movie is definitely not as strong as, say, uh, Matthew Vaughn's Kick-Ass. Like, Kick-Ass grabbed you. It was, it was immersive. It was awesome. And the first time you see Hit Girl just, like, go nuts on people, absolutely fantastic. This is almost as good because you're seeing, seeing Colin Firth, like, pride and prejudice gentleman fop, like, turn into a badass. It's sort of like, do you remember, Jack, when Matt Damon was cast as Jason Bourne? Uh, yeah, that sounds like 10 years ago, right? Yeah. So I don't know how, you, but when I saw that Matt Damon was cast as Jason Bourne, I'm like, there is no way that Matt Damon is ever going to be an action star. And lo and behold, he did really good. He was a very good Jason Bourne. Excellent. Well suited for the character. Surprisingly enough, Colin Firth is well suited to be a badass. Hmm. Would have never thought it. Who'd have and thunk it? Not me. It's just a lot of fun to just see him go in and just straight murder dudes. It's it's really it's refreshing. And and that's I think was the operative word of the Kingsman, is that it was fun. And even though Samuel L. Jackson is almost as scene chewing as the uh as the other guy from Stupider Ascending, it's it's still fun to watch. He's got this like really funky like lisp thing that's going on. Uh, but there's a lot of other stuff to kind of make up for it. Like, like I said, Colin Firth is awesome. Uh, the new characters that they bring in, like the, the recruit Kingsman or whatever, they're really awesome. There's even an assassin with like prosthetic legs that have blades on them. And you've probably seen him in the previews. That's also really awesome. So I would have to say, like, like I said, neither movie is great, but Kingsman is definitely a lot more fun. And no, I did not see Fifty Shades of Grey, you fucking perverts. I'm just kidding. If you want to go see Fifty Shades of Grey, go right ahead. Nobody asked. Why'd you bring it up? It I don't odd. know. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, I mean, Kingsman has the perfect tagline, right? Go Firth and die. Or go Firth and kill, rather. Everyone say bye to Jack. No! This early on? Come on, dude. Didn't even last ten minutes. And actually, I, I'm really glad we got that done in, in five minutes. The world is indeed a strange place. If you want a movie you want Jonathan to see, no matter how terrible it is, send five bucks to our offices in Oklahoma. And, uh, or I guess ten bucks now for movies. Now, fifteen? If if you have a suggestion for a movie that I should go out and give an opinion on, tweet at us. Let us know. I know a few of you watch or listen to this show. Maybe not live, but definitely on downloads. I see your downloads. I know. So if there is something you want me to review, uh, tweet at us, glib, at GlibShark, tweet at Jack, at Jack Edithel, or tweet at me, at Road underscore Block. And we'll, give, we'll decide, we'll draw lots to see who suffers. And, and while you're at it, go to our website, GlibShark.com, full of all the past episodes of GlibShark, Classic Jenga Jam, The Buttcast, video midnight movie reviews back when that was a thing. Uh, occasional pictures of gaming or vacations or just random blog posts that I'm brewing that are coming to the surface that when you least suspect them will, will pop and they'll be all a surprise. But yeah, glibshark.com where all the cool kids congregate. 
But uh, but our guest is no stranger to the show. I think he's part of the uh, exclusive five timer club at this point. And he is uh, the Tom Hanks to our early '90s Saturday Night Live, or the Tony Randall to our to our late night Eric Conan O'Brien. Yeah, is, to- is Tony Randall still alive? I don't think so. But wait, a minute, so the, wait, the entire Odd Couple is dead. Tony Randall was in the Odd Couple. That was uh, Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau. Well, who was in the TV series? Wasn't the same people? No, it wasn't. To the internet. To the but, internet. Okay, well, let, no, first, I, let's you know what? Let's, that's, let's introduce Grady first. Yes. <laughs> Grady Bailey of Archie SideQuest, who is our good and dear friend. How are you, bud? I am alive. That's Yay. that's the best descriptor I can give right now. Beats the alternative. And nine minutes into the show, and you haven't been beaten with anything, which is pretty great. Yeah, I mean that's I I won't say it's a record, but it's uh it's nice. I mean it's been an, it's been a while since that. Yeah. Incidentally, Roadblock, I owe you a Coke. Tony Randall was indeed in the original TV show The Odd Couple, along with Jack Klugman. Okay, so and and the it was. Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau as in the, the movie, movie version. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So nice using your old person powers there. Much appreciated. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But why anyone would do anything for twenty-four hours is is beyond me. I mean, I've done marathons myself. Not necessarily gaming marathons, but podcasting marathons, and I've been loopy afterwards. So Grady, you're the glutton for punishment. Why don't you explain why you're putting yourself through this? Uh, to be frank with you, I'm not, I, I honestly, I can't do it anymore. I'm going to sleep at some point. It's I, a young I, person's game. Yeah. I, I mean, even the last one for extra life, I did not make it all the way through 24 hours. I, I took a nap like out in my car. Um, but someone will be, uh, playing games for 24 hours as a group, we will be playing games for 24 hours uh, in Austin at Gamers Galaxy to uh, to raise money for Child's Play. Um, as you are both well aware, Child's Play is a super awesome charity. Um, they do really cool stuff for kids who are in, uh, to, for lack of a better term, shitty, shitty situations um, in hospitals or domestic violence shelters. Uh, they provide toys and games and uh, good stuff like that for those kids to try and uh, help them have a little bit better experience. And uh, so we're gonna we're gonna raise money to try and help that cause. That's definitely a worthy cause, and I'm not just saying that because we have a friend who works for Child's Play, um, but because it's just something that. It's sort of a sign of the generosity and the, the gregariousness and the spirit of the uh, of the gaming community. I mean, people think of the gaming community, think of Gamergate, they think of like the stereotypical mom chocolate milk thing. What they don't necessarily think of right away is how much the, you know they care about you know issues and how they're able to galvanize for cool stuff like Child's Play or Dever- Desert Bus or this twenty four hour marathon. Yeah, absolutely, and I mean that's. Um... You know that's that's one of the things that that we try and do with with SideQuest is we have so many different charities that we uh, that we support and they're all somehow tied into into the gaming community um, or or you know somehow tied into gaming or or kids or 
something like that. And it's, it's all coming back to like, Hey, we're, we're better than this. Uh, you know, we're, we're better than the, the stereotypical, uh, gamer, uh, that, you know, that a lot of the media is, is showing nowadays. And, um, and also just like, we can do good things, uh, in, you know, good things don't have to be on a giant, massive scale of millions of dollars. Like, just every little bit helps, you know? Absolutely. And that's the thing. In the age of, you know, Kickstarter and micro donations, people are giving a little bit, if there's a lot of them, can make a huge difference. Look at Reading Rainbow, for instance. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, but, you know, between, like you said, the, and it, it, it's funny how much we, uh, we kind of criticize games that introduce microtransactions, but that same mindset is what makes things like, uh, you know, things like Kickstarter and, uh, you know, charity, uh, charity marathons where people are don't only chipping in, you know, a couple bucks here and there, but it's that same, uh, kind of same psychology behind like, if you if you make something only cost a little bit, and a whole bunch of people contribute, you're going to make a lot of money. And that's kind of incredible. The transforming is transformity. I love it. Technology. It's transformative. It's something where it can unlock good, it can unlock bad. There's the the. It's basically how you use it. And how you're using it is to great effect to you know to sort of give people a platform. So even though you're not subjecting yourself to that, you're still kind of marshalling all these all these forces. I mean, I don't know if I would say. Uh, what, what did you say, marshalling? Well, you're marshalling this event at least. I mean, you're kind of in the forefront. You're at least spokespersoning personing it. That's that's true. I, but I will say, I am, I am trying to. Uh, to pass on some of the uh, responsibility for the streams um, that we do, because uh, these these live stream events, these these charity events that we've started doing at Gamers Galaxy, which by the way, um, super awesome place. Uh, if you're ever in Austin, you should go. Um, they're a great locally family owned uh, game store, uh, used games, all sorts of awesome stuff. They've just got a you know crap ton of games and systems and. Uh, they're super nice, and they've been great to us. But at with, locally owned, yes. So, what are you guys uh, gonna be playing? Yeah, actually, um, that's that was gonna be my question. Like, what is the nitty gritty of this event? Uh, like Jack was saying, what are you gonna be playing? And if someone were to just say, drive down to Austin and show up, more or less uninvited, what can this person expect? Asking for a friend. So, um, that's a tricky question right now because I have a planning meeting scheduled with Alec who, uh, Alec is, uh, another Rooster community member, um, uh, RT SideQuest board member. He's been our media director for years and he's, uh, he's super awesome. He's the one that you always see behind the camera at our events. Um, he is kind of heading up the, the streaming stuff. Uh, moving forward and I've got a planning meeting with him tomorrow uh, where we're going to talk about what we're playing. So um, right now 
I think I would like to focus on um, just given that it's for child's play and knowing the situations that they, they're helping out with, I'd like to play games that you can, you can imagine yourself playing like, you know, perhaps as a kid with a whole bunch of other people that maybe, you know, maybe you don't know, but imagine if you had an event like this, but when you were, when you were a lot younger and like what kind of game would be fun just to play in a big group. Um, so we're talking games like, uh, I mean, we're going to have smash brothers for sure. Eight player smash up on the, up on the uh, projector, tons of craziness happening. Natch. Uh, we're going to, we're going to give a shot. Uh, we're going to try. Um, what's the, the, it's the, it's a game I don't really understand. It's for Xbox One. Um, what is it? iDarb? It's the, it's like uh, pixel art, but like it's esports kind of something. It's like games with gold free right now. Have either of you played it or heard of it? Or I, I this have, is the first I, I've heard of it. I actually downloaded it. I have not. Uh, I have not played it yet, but I did. I did see that it was free on Gold, so I went ahead and, and grabbed it. Yeah, so I I downloaded it and I played it um, just like um, by myself against a you know a, a CPU, and um, it's. I mean, it's basically like a um, you you're controlling your your player and you're just trying to get the ball and the goal. But apparently, um, you can play eight players locally um, on the same console. And uh, there's some sort of interaction with Twitch and Twitter or something where you can, like, each game has a, has a unique uh, code. And if you, um, something like if you tweet at the using the, the hashtag for that game it affects the game that's being played or I, I don't know Yeah, it, I'm looking at a screenshot here and it looks like it actually puts it into a feed at the bottom of the game yeah but there like not only does it does it have the running feed but it also there are these things that you can do called hash bombs where like you can basically you can tweet at that particular game and like it will disrupt the game somehow. Like it might give one team a power up or another team a power up or so. I honestly, I have no idea how it works, but it sounds crazy and fun. So we're going to give that a shot. Um, what other games were, were on my list? Uh, last time we had a lot of fun um, and actually our, Extra Life video shows a lot of this. Um, we played Johann Sebastian Joust for uh, the PS4, which is not your traditional game. You don't actually have to look at a screen at all. Um, it's all motion-based and music-based. So you, everyone's holding their uh, PS4 controller, and the object of the game is to make is to be the last one standing and uh you're out of the game if you move your controller too much uh like if 
um, if you jerk it around or something, your controller flashes red and your player is out. Um, the object of the game is to kind of move with the music and in time with the music. Uh, you can move faster when the music speeds up, but when it's going really slow, you have to be careful with your movements. We had a, a whole lot of fun with that at Extra Life, so I think we want to bring that back. Um, and then just a whole bunch of other games that are uh, fun to play in a group. Um, that's that's kind of our, our objective this time around. It's just like... You know, what's what's fun to play with a whole bunch of people together? You know, I would want to play. I would want to play that uh, that track and field game from the NES that came out like thirty years ago. I forget <laughs> what it's called. Okay, so here's how it works: hash bombing. When a player is broadcasting their game, viewers can participate in the game by using text entries in the Twitch.tv chat window or by tweeting commands to at idarbwire followed by the game code. And it gives an example. At rdibwire, hashtag the game code, hashtag langzone. So here are just some of the commands. Any, uh, hash anytime, get to the chopper. <laughs> hash barrel. The play field transforms or performs a barrel roll. Uh, hashtag cake adds portals to the playing field. Hey, here's one, Jack. Hashtag chum. Sharks hunt the players. Wow, I feel like we should be paid for that somehow. Hash fizz, <laughs> everyone gets fizz, and it just goes so forth. Uh, I'm trying to think of... Oh, hash Oktoberfest, beer everywhere. <laughs> Lovely. Ha- okay, hash Ricky. What do you think that does, Jack? That brings out my fiance's dog, Ricky, to not walk when he's told to walk. Or to the, lay around like eat lasagna. The definition is never going to give you up. Oh, well, I guess that makes sense. And then there's the last one here is hashtag toasty. So oh, you can imagine the, what that does. Sets that, everyone oh. on fire? I think it, it brings up the dude that says toasty. Nice, from Mortal Kombat. I, I, I don't know. I, I would presume that. I think there's already a fire one on here. But uh, we'll be sure and try and list those commands out for people to uh, to screw with uh, with the game that's going on there. Yeah, it's the the tricky part is going to be figuring out how we can like. So the the one downside to doing these events at Gamers Galaxy, and as as much as we love them, uh, they don't have very good uh, connectivity. So we run all of these events off of a um, off of a T-Mobile hotspot, uh, T-Mobile LTE hotspot, which has been great uh, for everything we've done in the past. But um, you know, we try and restrict our internet usage to just uh, our our stream going out to Twitch. So for this, we're going to have to have the the Xbox One on a separate connection streaming separate I, I don't know we're gonna have to test that tomorrow i i think um but it's one of those things that it just reading about it it sounded like a lot of fun and so i want to give it a try well i mean it does sound ambitious but i as someone who's done this kind of live like streaming kind of marathon thing one year it almost i almost failed completely if it wasn't for roadblock those hiccups can be can be very exciting and kind of stressful in, in the real time. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, and 
the first one we did back in September, I think, for Able Gamers, um, we had a lot of those kind of hiccups, and it was very stressful. Um, then Extra Life, uh, things went a little bit smoother because it was our, our second, you know, second time around, and things were a bit better. So I'm hoping, you know, this is our third one, third time's charm. Maybe everything will be perfect. Maybe. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely keep our fingers crossed we'll for you. But that's kind of cool. Like all the stuff you mentioned, just passively watch. They can participate. They can add things. It almost seems like it's in the vein of that. Remember when Twitch put up that uh, game Pokemon and like the whole community played it? Oh, yeah. Uh, just. Twitch plays Pokemon. I, I remember watching the the original and then the the second run through that was in. Uh, I think they did. Did they do gold and silver, or or something? They did one of the I second. Think eventually, they did. I think they started. No one expected them to actually finish a game, so I think they started out on, on just like, I don't know, like Pokemon Black or something or White. I I don't even know the Pokemon. No, they, I know the first one they did, they did Pokemon Red. Okay. And I remember I got on, uh, I got turned on to it pretty early on and uh, and watched it to the end. And then they started a second gen game after that. And I remember watching that the whole way through. Um, but I, I stopped watching after that. But apparently the one year anniversary of that just passed like last week. And uh uh, they so they started a new run of Pokemon Red. I have no idea. I, I imagine they probably already finished it by now because they're experts at it now. Yeah, I mean that that kind of thing is just incredible to me. The uh, the connective power of gaming to be able to galvanize large forces of people not to to for, for a common goal. Did you ever read Jane McGonagall's uh, Reality Is Broken before Grady? No. It's it's pretty great. I mean, the book's kind of purports. It's written by Jane McGonagall, who did the whole I Love Bees game like 10 years mm -hmm. ago. Yeah, uh, yeah. The whole idea behind it is that games are sort of a, a form of work that people are ex not only willing but excited to do. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Because like, I think there's tangible like results. There's a way to know if you're getting ahead or behind. It gives you instant feedback. It, it's rewarding. It, it's temp limited in time. It's voluntary. So... It's kind of cool. It doesn't make sense that people who are able to put time and effort into gaming, it stands to the reason that they'd be able to put something else out into the world, like like these charity events. Well, that's that's a that's a cool concept. Yeah, I think so, and it's a cool thing you're doing. I'd like to remind our listeners, we're talking to Grady Bailey of RT SideQuest, who's promoting his upcoming 24-hour marathon. It's happening this weekend, correct? Yes, it is this weekend, this Saturday, uh, from 11 a.m. to uh, 11 a.m. Sunday at Gamers Galaxy here in Austin. Uh, and yeah, it's, uh, we picked this weekend because it's, uh, it's going to be the day after um, Rooster Teeth and Achievement Hunters' uh, big Let's Play Live event, which is this coming Friday. Hmm. Uh, so we know there are going to be a bunch of Rooster Teeth and Achievement Hunter uh, fans and community members in town. And so we, we thought, hey, what better way to, you know, get people together and keep the party going than to have a, a charity event the next day. So um, we're inviting anyone and everyone who's in, in town for that to uh, 
come out the next day and hang out uh, some more. Be it, you know, if they're just killing time until they have to go, uh, go to the airport and fly back home or before they have to drive back home, whatever. Uh, if they're in town for the whole weekend, they can come out and hang out with, uh, with uh, everyone and play some games. Absolutely. What say you, Roadblock? Well, seeing as I'm going to be down there, or at least I'm planning on it, I am really looking forward to it. Now, uh, like I said, I, I did want to know kind of the nitty-gritty of what was going on, what to kind of expect, and, uh, and it sounds like those details are be- going to be forthcoming. So we will be sure and let our audience know uh, when we know and when you guys know. Uh, I am going to have a bunch of my stuff. I'm going to have my gaming laptop and, uh, and uh, my camera with me. So I will also be snapping pictures um, and, uh, and uh, making some memories. Always as, good. As I always do. welcome. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I actually, I, I'm going to be playing around with something. Okay, so check this out. I got a flash for PAX South, and it worked okay. I'm just not that great with flashes yet, but uh, I did... Uh, take a note from one of our friends, uh, Connor McRae, uh, and he has these remote triggers for his flash so he can kind of reposition stuff. I got myself a set of those, and I'm going to try and, uh, and use it to make everyone look as good as possible. So I'm really looking forward to that. Awesome. Well, yeah. and uh, just to, to mention it, I, I know, Roadblock, you're a, you're a big board game fan. Um, Gamers Galaxy does have, you know, a, a decently sized space so that we're going to, uh, we're going to hopefully, I mean, I've been looking at the forecast and the weather doesn't look great. Um, my hope was that we were going to be able to set up some tables, not only inside, but also outside uh, for some board games and uh, card games and things like that um, to, to play because we can only stare at screens and twiddle our thumbs on joysticks for so long. Um, and it's always good to, you know, <clears throat> sit together and play a game of, uh, you know, something like Munchkin or Sentinels of the Multiverse or uh, any other number of tabletop or board games. Uh, I'm probably going to be bringing a couple. I'll probably bring uh, Settlers and Blockus just because yes, those are settlers always is always good. Yeah, those are pretty ubiquitous, uh, and they offer two very different experiences. Obviously, mm-hmm. Settlers is your your kind of introduction to Euro gaming and that sort of thing, and Blockus is a cutthroat competitive puzzle game. So, oh, that sounds fun. Oh, it, it's it's not so cutthroat that you lose friends. You just may give your friends dirty looks. Like, <laughs> did you did you fucking just do that? Really? See, that's the thing between uh, between myself, my wife, and our uh, two of our friends who live nearby. Um, we we've uh, come to realize that we really enjoy playing cooperative games, such as Sentinels of the Multiverse, which is a cooperative card game. Um, tons of fun. We play that. Uh, I would multiple times a Jack, week. Jack, are you doing paperwork? Um, no. Why would you think I'm doing paperwork? Oh, that's right. You are doing paperwork. Well, meet yourself. We can hear. We can hear your paperwork that you're not doing. Sorry. Sorry, Dre. I like paperwork. It's okay, Jack. Um, what I was saying is, we, we enjoy 
uh, cooperative games like Sentinels of the Multiverse. And uh, competitive games, uh, not so much because uh, some of us are more competitive than others. And some of us don't really like losing. Um, we really like winning. And uh, that doesn't really go well all the time. As someone Some who has lost far more games than he has won, I don't know that I can identify with that. I like I I play games and I definitely play to win, but the playing is a lot import, more important than the winning. However, uh, I do have some suggestions for you if you are in the market for new uh, uh, cooperative games. There is one that actually came out recently that I think is getting a reprint because it was fairly popular. It's called Dead of Winter. And essentially, you are helping to run a survivor colony uh, during a zombie apocalypse. And it, it is uh, cooperative in that you are all trying to work towards the same goal. There, the trader mechanic is actually pretty interesting because you're not labeled as a straight-up trader. Every, every player has goals that they have to try to accomplish to win. But if everyone is not working together then no one accomplishes their goals. It's sort of like a zero-sum deal. Um, it's just that one person gets an objective that is less healthy for everyone else. Okay. Whereas everyone else's objective, the colony survives, you're just the winning player. And it's, it's one of the best cooperative games that I've played recently. It really is. It's fantastic. Interesting. Uh, there's also Shadows Over Camelot, which is a much less grindy version of Battlestar Galactica. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for that scrunching noise to come back. What? There was a scrunching noise. Oh, it may have been. I'm, I'm using a, a headset microphone. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, wasn't me. I'm muted. <laughs> Good job, Jack. Uh, but uh, Shadows Over Camelot is another great one. Its trader mechanic is, a lot, as again, a lot better than Battlestars. Basically, there are a lot of competitive, or I'm sorry, cooperative games that are way better than Battlestar. Ooh, ooh, um, what's the other one? Uh, Flashpoint. Flashpoint? Flashpoint. It's a cooperative game where you're a squad of firefighters. Interesting. Um, yeah. I, I actually, don't know that one well enough to teach it, but I think it's one that you can find at like Target and such. That one actually was really popular. Have you ever played uh, Forbidden Desert? I have seen it on a shelf. We, oh. uh, we, my wife and I played it recently with some other friends of ours um, at a. There's actually a very cool um, place that we had never been uh, here in Austin called uh, Emerald Tavern, and it's. Uh, Basically, if you took a took your run of the mill like uh, game store um, and mashed it up with a like a Starbucks or something, um, and that also has a bar with with yeah. beer and, and oh and my wine god and stuff. Those gamer uh, cafes are really they're coming into their own. They're becoming a lot more popular and and they're easier to find. And they're also because people are willing to go to them and keep coming back, they're also viable, which is important because it, it lets them stay open. I know I was at the, uh, the Lotus Cafe that's attached to Card Kingdom up, at, uh, up in Seattle. Mm -hmm. Fantastic place. 
And every day on the board game Reddit, you'll hear about a new like board game tavern bar place opening up. And you just really, for every single one of them, you hope for the best. Because as someone who has spent years drinking and playing board games, it's so much fun. And I always felt like really privileged because I was able to do that with my friends locally. And I know that a lot of people did not have that ability for, for whatever reason or another. Either their local friends didn't game or they just had trouble kind of like kind of scheduling. With a lot of these places, you can actually either show up with a group or just show up and play with other people. Like become a regular and then, and then play. I am, I am so excited for these places because it gives the experience that, I, like I said, that I've been very blessed to have for a very long time to, pl- to people who haven't had it yet. And it's it's fantastic. I love them. Love yeah, these well, places. this place. I don't remember when exactly it opened up, but I I'd, I'd heard about it for a while, and we'd just never gone. Um, and it, I mean, it exceeded expectations. Um, the the coffee was great. Um, they had a a large library of of games that you could just you know grab off the shelf and play with your play with your group. Uh, we sat in there for a couple hours. We played. Uh, we played a game of Sentinels in the Multiverse, and then we played a game of Forbidden Desert, and uh, we had we had a blast. And I mean, we got there pretty soon after they opened, and I mean, people just kept pouring in. And by the time we left, like there were people kind of hovering, waiting for a table to open, yeah, uh, because it was it was packed. And this was on a a dreary, like drizzly day, and it was cold and terrible. I mean, I can't imagine what it would be like on a nice day. But I, it's one of those places where. I actually want to look into uh, it's it's not super convenient to like downtown or any uh, like public transportation in Austin. So it's not great for uh, probably not going to be great for doing an event as part of like alongside RTX or anything. But um, I might want to do a, you know, just a side quest event sometime uh, some other time of the year because uh, it, they're they're really a great place, and I uh, I want as many people as possible to experience it because I I believe they're the only place like that in Austin. Yeah, even though those places are are starting to pop up, there's still it, to find one is still relatively special. I don't think there's a place like that in Oklahoma City yet, but there's a pretty strong board gaming community here, and I would not be surprised if if someone tried to leverage that into into an establishment like that. I think we're pretty lucky because the the gatherings we have here every month are are pretty popular and they're well attended. Even even some of the, the smaller ones were like kind of off months. But I would mm-hmm. not be shocked if if one of these guys were like, hey, I want to bring what we have to other people and like and grow the hobby, which is which is also really important. Um and, and the thing is, it's like for stuff like that, uh, for events that maybe take place, I, I want to sort of say off campus, because if you for like an RTX, downtown is definitely on campus. And it's especially since a lot of places are really easy to get to. Um, for those of you who might like be like, I don't know about getting to a place that's off campus. One word. Uber. Second word. Lyft. These services are great. And and you can pretty much get anywhere you want for not that expensive, especially if you're splitting it like four ways or whatever. 
So, and this actually changed the way I looked at RTX because before, like if someone was having something at like uh, K1 Racing or wherever, uh, I know that's something that Jack does. If, if you wanted to go there, I'm like, well, someone's going to have to not drink or, or, or something because we're going to need a driver. Well, that's not true anymore. You can just call an Uber car or a Lyft car or what, whatever ride service you want and it's cheap, it's easy, and then you can still drink. Mm-hmm. And it's fantastic. Love it. Yeah. It changed and the way I looked at RTX last year. It was phenomenal. They, uh, I mean, I remember last year when they, when both of those services started operating in Austin, it was, um, I mean, it was something that, that we put into our, you know, some of our side quest uh, uh, guide type stuff before RTX because they had, they had really just gotten off the ground here in Austin, um, but it was it was kind of up in the air whether or not they would continue to operate because the city council had, you know, dumb restrictions on those kind of services, and it was uh, questionable like whether or not they'd still be operating by the time RTX rolled around. But um, they were, and they they are continuing to run. Uh, so I guess they're in the clear. But yeah, I mean. Between between those two uh, and all the other options for transportation, I mean, you know, we've got the uh, car to go uh, thing is here in Austin as well, which is the little smart car where you can rent it for a short period of time, but it's not as useful if you don't have car to go, you know, back home as well, because doing it for a weekend is almost prohibitively expensive. Um, because you have to get a membership or something, I, I believe. And uh, there are a whole bunch of different options in, in Austin for transportation. But this place, it's just, it's weirdly out of the way. Um, I wish they had a better location. Uh, maybe, maybe they will one day. But for now, it's kind of off the beaten path. And uh, hopefully we can do something there one day. And... Uh... I know you, uh, you can't really talk attendance because the only people you can really speak for are you and Alec and some of the other guys. But is there, and aside from, from yours truly, is there anyone else you're expecting or looking forward to seeing uh, show up to the event? Um, well, right now I know uh, just getting a, a number idea. Uh, we've got on the community event page on the Rooster Teeth website. Uh, we've got 25 people who have said that they're going to be attending. Um, and that's, I mean, I'd say that's about in line with what we've seen at uh, our other events uh, at Gamers Galaxy. But uh, we're hoping for more because of Let's Play Live. Um, hoping more people just kind of word of mouth, hey, we're we're heading over to SideQuest tomorrow or whatever, and show up. Uh, but we've got you know a whole lot, usually a whole lot of the local uh, Austin uh, you know community shows up. Uh, as far as Rooster community members. Um, and for, I mean, for the past two events, we've also had, uh, had some of the, the casting crew come out. I know, uh, some of the, uh, achievement hunter crew came out last time. I, I, I remember seeing, uh, seeing Ray out there. Caleb, uh, almost always drops by, um, some of the, the, the new build team crew, uh, uh, Jeremy and, and Matt and, uh, Caden came out, I believe, to Extra Life. Um, I'm trying to think who else has come by. We've 
we usually have, I mean, a, a pretty good crowd. Um, I'm, I'm always, always weary of having too many people, uh, because there's only so much room, but we can always make do. I mean, there, uh, next to gamers galaxy, there's a, uh, there's a, uh, Greek Mediterranean restaurant right next door. And then a couple doors down, there's a, uh, wings place and a, and a bar. And, um, uh, so, you know, if there are too many people, you know, wanting to play games at any given time, it's, it's always a possibility to say, yeah. Hey, well, you're, you're speaking my language here, Greek food and booze. I'm yeah. And wings. I was going to say, you know, it's always, Hey, well, we're going to go, we're going to go get some lunch and then we'll come back in a little bit. You know, maybe someone else will go get some lunch as well. And we have a lot of people going, going in and out throughout the, uh, throughout the day, throughout the evening. And, uh, usually, I mean, uh, we do try and kind of lock it down for the, for the night. Once they, uh, once they close up for the night, close up, uh, business. I mean, they, they still, you know, let us, uh, stay and, and play throughout the night, but they're, uh, the store is actually closed. And so we don't, uh, we try and just keep everyone who's there, keep them inside and, you know, not have too much in and out because late at night that, you know, at a at a place of business that's not great because um, you never know so what, what you're happen. saying is we should bring supplies for a long siege once uh once night falls sorry uh, you cut out briefly what, what we that? should bring supplies for a long siege once night falls well i mean so we don't we don't want anyone to be you know we don't want a whole bunch of sleeping bags this isn't like a you know, a, a slumber party. Oh yeah, no, totally. I, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, as far as like, you know, caffeine or, or whatever. And, you know, we've also like, I mean, I personally, um, I, I take, you know, a bunch of blankets and pillows and stuff and I fold down the, the seat, uh, the seats in my car. Um, you know, I've got a little, uh, board escape. I fold those down and just, uh, I'll go out in the parking lot and, and sleep for a couple hours or something because, uh, you know, everyone else is still having fun inside and I don't, uh, I'll just go, go get a little, little bit of a nap and then come back in. Uh, but yeah, we, I mean, we'll, uh, we'll try and have some, some snacks and some drinks and stuff. Usually people, people bring stuff. Uh, last time we actually had the, the Greek place donated some, uh, some food to us. I'm going to see if I can, uh, see what I can round up as far as some donations. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll try and bring some drinks as well. Actually, I, think, I feel uh, like I, I can I can donate <clears throat> to this cause. Speaking of that, because I, I always do try and try and give you all a you know a little bit a uh, little bit of a special announcement or something whenever I come on. Um, we were um, we had some really cool stuff uh, donated to us for this event. Um, we actually have a a pair of Elgato Game Capture HDs that we're going to be giving away uh, as part of the event. I, we haven't decided how exactly, but uh, there are two of the uh, Elgato capture devices, um, which are really popular uh, amongst people who are doing these kinds of uh, streams and stuff. Um, we've got two of them that we're going to be giving away in some way, shape, or form to people who are joining us for the event, both in person and uh, online via Twitch. So um, keep an eye out for 
details on how we're going to be giving those away. Uh, we're probably going to decide it tomorrow. Uh, like I said, we're, we're going to be planning some last minute stuff, but, um, yeah, that's, a something cool that just kind of fell into our laps and we were uh, super excited about it. And hopefully, um, you know, hopefully the, the event, you know, hopefully people come out and have fun, you know, that's, that's half of it. And then the other half is we want to bring in some donations and, uh, make some money for child's play. Bam. Glib shark exclusive. Woo. I can't tell you how excited I am because I was, I, I was bummed that I couldn't come down for the one for uh, extra life that you guys did, but mm-hmm. I am super excited to to be down there for this one, and uh, uh, and anything I can do to help, I'm absolutely one hundred percent down for. So are you? Uh, are you actually going to Let's Play Live? I am not. I'm actually going to be getting in uh, late Friday, so probably around ten or eleven, depending on how fast I drive, and okay. I'll be crashing somewhere. TBD. And then, uh, and then I'll be doing the, uh, the event the next day, hope, hopefully meeting people for breakfast or whatnot, and then, uh, and, then, and then going down to Gamers Galaxy and just pretty much hanging around there for the rest of the, the weekend, essentially. But uh, I made arrangements to actually work in Austin for Monday, so I'm not going home immediately. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I've never actually been to this branch, but... Uh, but I'm looking forward to it. I just have to remind my manager to let him know that, uh, that I'm going to be down there so he doesn't. I, even though I, I, I will be visible to him, I'll still let, he, need to let him know where I am. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And it, like I said, it just means that like, one of my concerns was that after doing a marathon like this, driving home uh, on very little sleep. And obviously, if... Uh, Practically speaking, I probably am going to take a nap during the night. It's not going to be that bad. But, uh, but the assurance that I will not have to drive all the way home immediately and that I can even work uh, out of that remote office uh, on Monday is, is very nice. So maybe we can grab lunch or something on Monday. I don't know. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll have to keep that in mind. Well, I'm, I'm super, super excited that you're going to be down here. I, I know... Um, it's going to be a fun time. And like I said, my, my hope is just that, uh, you know, everyone has fun and we can, uh, we bring in a, a decent amount for child's play. Of course, any amount is, is good, but you know, we have, I have certain goals in mind. Uh, they, they are lofty and I, I don't think we're going to hit our, uh, our yearly goal for child's play in this single event, but who knows? We'll see. And you'll just have to show up to find out. Or tune and, in. Or, 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 or just donate. I mean, you know, if you really want to help out. Hmm. That's cool, too. So if I give you 20 bucks, I'll know that you have at least 20 bucks to get Child's Play. Yeah, well, so something, uh, and I guess this is important, something new that we're... Uh, we're doing this year is we are uh, we're trying to make better use of the tools that all the different charities we support have available, uh, including the Child's Play donation widget. Um, this allows us to um, basically we set up a little widget through Child's Play uh, for our event, where uh, where our 
um, our attendees and stuff can can donate. But instead of donating to us and then us donating to Child's Play, this goes directly to Child's Play. It minimizes additional like transfer fees through PayPal, um, minimizes any sort of uh, extra stuff like that, and it goes directly to Child's Play, um, maximizing you know the the impact of your donation. Um, so we're using that this year. So. Um, at the event, we will we will be taking um, cash donations if necessary, but we're we're going to try and guide as many people as possible to our uh, donation widget so that we you know the donations go directly to Child's Play. Uh, we have a way to keep track on the on the back end of you know who donated and and uh, and all of that, but um, that's that's the way we're going to be doing things. Uh, and almost all of our the charities we support have tools like that, so. Uh, we're going to be trying to do that this year. Obviously, uh, some of our events, it's not really feasible. Things like the the, the auction and, and other things. But for our uh, for our live streams, the uh, things that are labeled RTSQ four blank, uh, those are uh, we're going to use the, the different widgets and tools that are available to us. And very good. I, I the on the same subject, the the URL for our Child's Play, Play widget for this event is uh, really ugly and terrible. Um, so I like it has a million characters in it. Um, I am working on getting a nice, clean page on our website that uh, for the event that has the the widget, so you can donate, so you can track our progress as well, um, and where you can watch our our Twitch live stream. But I don't have that up yet. Um, if you go to our website, um, rtsidequest.com. On the front page, there's a news post right now. In that post, it has a link to the donation widget if you want to donate right now. Um, it also has a link to our uh, our Twitch page where we're going to be streaming. Uh, it's just twitch.tv slash rtsidequest. Um, and, of course, we'll be posting things on Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff throughout the, throughout the event. So... And on the RT site, that goes without saying. Oh, super exciting. You can yeah. find Grady individually at, on Twitter at GB330033, or if you don't want to type all that, at RT SideQuest for the event itself. Woo. Yeah, really looking forward to it. Cannot wait to, to, uh, to take all that in. And, uh, and if you're in the Austin area, it's the uh, Gamers Galaxy in Hancock Center, correct? Yes. Uh, if you if you search for Gamers Galaxy uh, in Austin, you f- will find one that uh, is more centrally located, and then one way up north uh, in Lakeline Mall. It's not the one in the mall. Ironically, uh, when my wife and I moved uh, back in uh, back in August or July, whenever it was, uh, it was right before our first event at Gamers Galaxy. And our old apartment was literally right down the street from the Gamers Galaxy that we're, uh, we host these events at, at the Hancock Center. It's on like 41st Street. Is that the apartment um, I stayed at? Yes. Okay. Uh, it's literally up the, up the street where that HEB was and right, uh, right, yeah. is. And yeah, it's in that, that complex. Um, I may have actually driven by there when you, I went to your place because I think I went to that HEB to get, like, to get like barbacoa and tortillas and stuff. Yeah, you, you probably did. 
But the, uh, ironically, we moved from literally down the street uh, up to our house, um, which is way up north. But now we're about five to ten minutes from the Lake Line Mall, which is where their other location is. Um, so we are physically a whole lot closer to the, uh, the Lake Line location, but it's in a shopping mall and... Obviously, we can't do a 24-hour event there, uh, so we uh, stay at the uh, the larger location that's a standalone and, well, it's part of a strip center, but um, more centrally located for the benefit of everyone else. But we have a fun drive after the end of these 24-hour events. Yay. I'm just... Like, like I said, I, I've been looking forward to this for a while, so to actually be down there is going to be a lot of fun. Grady, thank you for joining us today and, and letting everyone else know what to expect, how awesome it's going to be, and, uh, and what they can do to, to help out in their own way. Thank you for having me. Hey, Roadblock, who do we have next week? Uh, funny thing, that. So as I was mentioning, I'm going to be on the road next week, and it's very possible I may not be here. So we're going we're gonna to have to work that out. Uh, Jack, if you want to do a, a stream of something off your PC, that would probably work. I don't know if uh, Oboe's going to be back. Or if you find a guest that you can go one-on-one with and, uh, a, you know, uh, old school on the court style then uh, that would probably be good. But uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if I'm driving back Monday night or Tuesday night. So it, it'll kind of depend on that. Audience, we'll get back to you. Follow me at Jack Edithil, him at road underscore block, or us at Glib Shark on the Twitters, and uh, we'll let you know for sure. But uh, until then. Hold on, on hold back. on, Jack. You almost forgot Wait. something. Oh, suddenly chum. Suddenly That's chum. Right. It's uh, It's supposed to suddenly happen, and we – had a conversation about who our suddenly chum was this week. We did. And we have, it is not singular, but rather plural. So our suddenly chums for this week are our friends Noobs and Jules for successfully completing the Austin Marathon to an adoring crowd of Rooster Teeth community members. And they even got to sit in for the Pancake <clears throat> podcast on Monday. Yeah, it's super excited. And, uh, and not going to lie, a little jealous not only for the awesome weekend they had, apparently, the, the mini-con uh, that, that took place, but also the fact that they ran a fucking marathon. Yeah, that's like pretty not boss. A, not a half, and not a 5K or a 10K. They ran a goddamn marathon and, and survived looking good. I mean, they posted pictures of them immediately after. Noobs looked just as handsome. Jules, just as beautiful. I... I, they got it all. They have the looks. They have the, They clearly have the stamina, and they're clearly in awesome shape. Yep. Our so, suddenly chums, no, noobs and jewels. Screw you guys, Lauren and, and Stephen. You're both exceedingly lucky peoples. For for the record, the uh, the the Austin Marathon is uh, is pretty rough as far as I've I've heard because Austin has a lot of hills. Um. I don't know if that's common in marathons, but lots of hills running up and down and up and down. And I hear it's pretty brutal. 
I think one of the things that Noobs did, uh, going on a little side little for our, for our suddenly chum, is that he, in, and I'm not sure if this was intentional or this was just happened to where, be where he ran. He <clears> was <throat> talking about, there was like some insane elevation change from like the lowest point he was running to the highest. So I, I, I think he was well prepared for that, but I don't think it's necessarily common. Like, like for the Boston Marathon, for example, I don't remember, and Jack, help me out on this because it's in your neck of the woods. I don't remember Boston being all that hilly. Um, it can be, depending on where you are. Uh, Jenny, my cousin, actually ran the Boston Marathon a couple of years. Uh, she's a little track geek. So um, it's all like curvy and stuff. I remember like all the roads and stuff. It's There's a lot of turns. Like wherever a cow walked, they built a road around it. So it's not like the grid system that you guys out west have. It's, uh, it's old school colonial era madness when it comes to roads and turns and crivets and hills and stuff like that. So it's, yeah, Boston Marathon's no picnic. I'm just trying to get like a, a a notion of of how common elevations are in marathons yeah. because I honestly don't know. Yeah, so compared to something like Philadelphia's Broad Street Run, that's not even a marathon. It's only ten miles, but it's pretty much flat. Yeah. Anyway, but noobs and jewels, congratulations for being suddenly chum and for being jerks. Yes, indeed. So then, on behalf of the absent Lauren Urban, the present Jonathan Cerna. And the ever-loving Jack Edithil, this is Jack Edithil, saying good night, good health, and I wouldn't do that, Yogi. Stay sharky, my friends. Ah, I want to try something <laughs> different and obscure. I thought about doing something from They Came From Outer Space, but well, I forgot what the reference was. You can't just leave people like that. It's like, and? I wouldn't do that, Yogi. Rising, rising voice? Or just, um... Well, I could have done like uh, consuming mass quantities and talking about like how I'm in, pretending to be in college for my alien space fathers, but really I'm on this crazy late 80s, early 90s sex romp, which is totally inappropriate for a child my age at that time to have been watching. And yet I did because it was on a five. Wait, what was this? Uh, it was a syndicated show called They Came From Outer Space. Google it. I think you'll be pleasantly amused. Okay. Because the only late, late 80s, early 90s syndicated sci-fi show that I remember that I even even paid any attention to was War of the Worlds. Or, God, there's so many good ones, though. There were so many about aliens. There was too. Alien there was Nation? Out of this wor- there was Out of This World, which was a sitcom on syndication. Oh, my God. Out of This World sucked. It was, yeah, it was pretty bad. But uh, there was also, um, what was the other one? Gosh, I'm blanking out on this. It was what was on the, t- the one with Matthew Perry, at who's, like, he came back in time and... Matthew Perry is like the young version of the main character. I do not remember that one. Oh at all. my god! I, I just remember the the one like the PSA about the gun, like like someone so someone had a gun and someone accidentally got shot, and it was like supposed to be this whole guns are bad thing. Yeah, you know every where that's where that memory is supposed to be. All I see is Matt LeBlanc and that slow ketchup bottle. I remember the show I was mentioning. It was uh, the one with Jerry O'Connell, My Secret Identity. I should have left off on that. Oh, my get, God. I remember never guess my, my Secret Identity. Did, wasn't Coke, he bombarded yeah. with gamma rays? Like the Hulk? Uh, something like that. And he had like this sort of um, professor neighbor who was yes. oddly interested in his prepubescent life. Like, yes, I remember level. that. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, that's I, a perfect note to end on. That's, yeah. My, you'll never guess My Secret Identity. Bye, guys. 
And thanks again, Greg. I'll, thanks. I'll talk to you a, soon. We gave him a free podcast pretty much on the tail end of that episode, I think. <laughs> it was like a mini podcast. It's, I it's think not, so. Actually, that's, like, that's going to be the end of the show. <laughs> and that's the end nice. of our show. Boop. So I, I realized something. Uh-oh. Show's not I'm, I'm pretty sure in the last, the last couple times I've been on here, I don't think Lauren's ever been here. I think she's avoiding me. I think she hates you, man. It's one of those she knows it would just be awkward if she was here. So she's just not here. Or yeah, she could well, be working. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make a demand. Okay. Next next time I come on, she has to be here. So um we will we will definitely work to uh to make that happen. It's not exactly in our hands. But if it doesn't happen, Jack, I nominate you to play the role of Lauren. No take backsies. I am also okay with that. That's all for this week. I'm Mobo Crazy, and I've grown a penis? <laughs> the world is indeed a strange, <laughs> sexy place. <laughs> <laughs> great. Now that, that little like, quote will be Oh, great, great Jack. You killed Grady. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. Now who's going to have the meeting with Alec? It's not a, a Grady episode unless something bad happens to Grady. I'm sorry, but them's the rules. But but here's the thing: something already bad happened to him. Like it's 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 happening right now. It's in the midst. Yeah, of I had to go home early on Thursday. Nearly died. Oh my god! Yeah, I I heard that it was like okay. So I I get sickness, right? I mean, sometimes you're just sick and you're just like I can't even whatever. And and there are varying levels, like. As sick as I was a couple of weeks ago, like let's say, uh, just for example, Sailor Tweak had come to Oklahoma City for some reason. I would have still probably seen her. As sick as I was, I would have dragged my ass out and, and, and gone and met her for lunch. Because all things told, I wasn't, I wasn't sick enough to, to miss something like that. For you to have missed all those guys being in town... I think mm-hmm. that speaks to just how sick you were. Well, and, and so it, the, the striking thing to me is, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but typically when I'm sick, it's like I wake up that morning and I'm like, ah, oh, I'm sick. You know, like it, I, I don't think I've ever experienced the onset of sickness, like consciously, until Thursday. I, I woke up Thursday felt fine except you know my my wife had had felt bad the, the last couple of days and so i was just just kind of precautionary like i i had some drainage and stuff i was like hey you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and take some take some day quill before going into work and so i did uh felt fine felt fine then getting to to about i don't know about noon or so getting on the lunchtime right about when that dose of day quill would be wearing off I start feeling like lightheaded, sort of, but not really. More, more kind of jittery. I'm like, I thought maybe my coffee was taking a while to set in or something, and I don't know. It's like I don't something, something weird's going on. And then I, I felt my forehead, and I'm like, oh, huh, that's not good. So at lunch, I walked over to CVS. I bought a thermometer, and I walked back to my office, and I took my temperature. And it was like 99 something. I'm like, uh oh. And then I took it again a couple of minutes later. 
and it had risen. And then a couple of minutes later, and it had risen. And I'm like, oh, crap, this is not good. And by the end of it, uh, I, I think I finally called it when it was like 101.4. I was just like, yep, nope, this is a real thing. And so I told my boss, I'm like, I, I got to get out of here. I apparently just got a fever, like literally right now. So I got to go. And by the time I got home, it was closer to like 102 because I had to sit on the train and all of that crap. And then I was just, I was laid out for three days. It was the worst. And now obviously you hear the, because it, it came with a whole bunch of gross coughing and phlegmy terribleness. And now you hear my voice is bleh. Yeah, but, something yeah. happened. Something similar, but not <clears throat> definitely not to the gr- degree that you had happened to me when I came back from Pack South. Because like that Monday, when we were driving back, I felt okay. That Tuesday, I went to work, and I was a little tired, but I chalked it up to travel and stuff. And then all through Tuesday, I got worse until I came home, tried to play Destiny with like uh, Lauren and Izzy and all those guys. No, actually, no, Izzy was not there. It was like Norn and the noobs and nearly died, like caught hacking up a lung uh, talking about it. And then like that was the night that I that we did our Pack South show and I got through it. OK. And then the next morning I was like, I'm dead. <laughs> no, this is, what it, this is what it's like to die. How about that? Yep. Roadblock dead. Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> Don't that beat all. But, sure uh, does. I got envelopes to finish stuffing, so I'll have to bid you all a fair adieu. Sorry about the, uh, the live noise. It's all right. It's all, I, people, it, it's, it's for a worthy cause. That's true. I got to get going, too. We've got, uh, we've got dinner. Okay. Cool. Streamers, thank you so much. We'll see you all. All right. Thanks for Bye. having me, guys. Bye. Bye. That's all for this week's episode of Glib Shark. But you can find more swimming around the internet. Go fishing for us on iTunes. We're a five-star catch. Or follow us on Twitter, at Glib Shark. You can even drop us a line, glibshark at gmail.com. Until next week, stay sharky, my friends. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.